What's up, what's up? Today is Sunday, July 17th, and this is the Off the Porch Podcast with your podcast point guard, Derek Lamar. I'm hoping all of y'all are having a beautiful Sunday and y'all have had a beautiful weekend. And I decided to hop on on this Sunday, which I'm starting to think that any episode that I will decide to record on a Sunday will kind of be a freestyle Sunday type of situation. And um, out of the episodes that will probably fall today, I think a lot of them will be on my random thoughts of things that have happened this week in sports or recently since this is my my opening week of the Off the Porch podcast. But best believe, I am here to come off them screens and hit them threes and drop them jewels of information. Come off them screens, hit you in the back door so you can hit them easy buckets of information the only way that I can. Before I start, I would like to give a shout out to the People's Choice podcast hosted by no other than Alvin Peoples, one of the dopest dudes in podcasting right now. You're looking for inspirational, interesting, funny, different type of guests, variety. But at the end of the day, you leave with a message. That's the man you want to go holler at. That's the People's Choice podcast with Alvin Peoples. Also, if you're out there and be like me sometime when you're on your Apple Music, you be on your title you be on Spotify, of course, and you're looking for new music. Maybe it's been a slow music week. Maybe you just need something new in your life. Get in your search bar. Type in A1, Roberta Sun. You'll find songs like nothing. Bangers, heaters. That's if you love your rap music. I feel like he's next. Biased, I like the guy. Family, love him. But the talent is undeniable. Get a chance to check them out. A1 Roberta Sun. And if there's a track that you're really trying to, like, listen to off the gate, try nothing. All right. So, one of the topics this week that's really been stirring through my mind, and I'm one of those random thinkers with sports. If there was a thing of real sports philosophy, I'd be the Aristotle. But how hot take media is how um, hot take media ruining sports today. So you might be like this, Derek. What is hot take media? And if you're a sports fan, you know, you've probably tuned in to First Take, tuned in to Undisputed, Get On Up, Keyshawn, Max, Jay, Will, and etc. And there's always been classic debates at times and different topics that kind of made Hot Take Media fun to listen to made it interesting to listen to and then it turned into 
a train wreck where like we have Draymond Green who is now a podcaster also saying it's time to get rid of old media and bring new media I'm gonna say that I don't think that really we're saying that I understand where he's coming from like changing the old way and get with a new school but I disagree where he feels like if you possibly weren't in the league or in the coach staff or around these teams then maybe you necessarily don't have an accurate take and even though I disagree I somewhat agree I can't never tell you how it feels to battle in a game seven of a Western Conference Finals or get kicked out of a Finals and partially be blamed for your team losing the Finals for kicking a man in the private areas, intentionally or none, whatever your opinion is. And this is not a knock on Draymond. I'm just saying those are some of his experiences and they're things that I have not had to deal with on that level I'm I'm more of a guy that has okay basically before we go any further let me give you a little jump of how where my basketball hood came into and where I like my takes and we'll go from there when I was a little boy country Olivia shout out to Olivia 919 very small house it was my mother, great-grandmother, and uh, my great-great-uncle. Or great-uncle. Potato-potato. And at that time, as a young one, like quite a few in different areas back then in that real country-country area, I did not have my own room at the time. Had a room to play my little Nintendo and my wrestling men and stuff. But when I went to sleep, there was a little bed in my mother's room where I would go to go to sleep. And, you know, me being a little fellow as such, probably like seven years old, I would believe. You know, you got certain bedtimes and, you know, your mother be up watching TV. And at that time, my mom was watching the Lakers versus the Celtics in 1987. First finals I ever watched. Couldn't tell you what game I started watching, but I did see that trophy get... Raised by Magic and Kareem and them. And I was bit. The University of North Carolina, at the time, they had Jeff Lebo and Steve Bucknall and J.R. Reed and Scott Williams. And I fell in love with that powder blue and white and the rivalry against Duke. Um, they were playing against Robert Bricky from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, around that time, uh, Danny Ferry, um, which was a GM for the Cleveland Cavs, he also played in the league with the Spurs. I do believe he had a ring. He was kind of like the big name at Duke at the time. Quinn Snyder, now former um, Utah Jazz um, head coach. And uh, those rivalries were so intense. The the rivalries with State, North NC State and Carolina at the time when Valvano was there and they had fire and ice, Chris Corciani and Rodney Monroe. You didn't have a lot of hot take radio then. You just had, you know, what you got out of your, your newspapers and some newspaper writers had a little bit more freedom to unleash 
than some others who are maybe under a more structural type of thing and then just like in every form of media that is huge you know you have agenda spinning um around the time Allen Iverson came into the league and I really want to say that was getting into the true infancy of my opinion of where reporters and personalities alike really started to criticize more into their own insecurities, their ideologies, maybe where they were raised differently. I will not openly say uh, bigotry or racism, even though if you know we're all adults, realistically, some of comments will be motivated and engineered by that. But that's not really where I'm going with that to a degree. What I want to say in this area was is one of my first motivations of even thinking of sports journalism and so forth was Stephen A. Smith. Man out of Winston-Salem State, was raised in New York City. I kind of say he has one of them started from the bottom, now I'm here type of situations. The man went through the roof, and if not that the top highest like TV personality on ESPN, he's in the top two. I loved him. Mind you, as much as I loved him, it was a hindrance for me because I'm like, you know, he has the college degree. He wrote in these Philadelphia papers covering the Eagles, the 76ers, Temple basketball and football that I thought that he was in this higher echelon of journalism, sports broadcasting, especially as an African-American man, it was a double-edged sword. And then they put put him across from who I think is one of the most brilliant minds of sports TV. Mind you, I did not say sports. I said sports TV. And that's Skip Bayless. Because he's about the salaciousness. He knows how to rile you up. He knows that if he says this and he says that, it's going to draw a certain emotion, a certain reaction. Um, All that he wants is almost like the heel, the bad guy in wrestling. If he's really doing his job, you're booing him. You don't like him. And on a lot of them small indie federations, there's probably trash being thrown on him. And he has learned how to mentally manipulate not just the TV situation of it, but the whole outlook of what he's saying to where it's almost factual. It almost feels factual. But when you can feel his biases come off of it, then you start to question the other agendas and the avenue. And at the beginning, Stephen A, he came with the takes, not just defending the pro athlete to a degree, but at least giving a perspective that made Skip have to have to sweat a little bit, have to go re-strategize 
like how he was going to play this mental game because see what the beauty of Stephen A was at that time was he knew how to play the anti to the Skip Bayless so to me I don't call him a face because see he still had suspect comments back then that made you wonder was he really supporting the cause that he was speaking on but then the Stephen A went up and the checks started getting bigger and the platforms was growing. And then Skip, um, we're going to get back to Skip, but, and he got to a certain echelon. Then, you know, the money and I feel the agenda to be looked at in a certain fashion started to cloud the vision, the view. I believe when Stephen A came in, his love of sports and not being a physically able to produce at a level to be the person talked about or written about was so so intriguing that he fell in love with it and he put the reps in and he put the work in just as an athlete puts the rep in to be the best in their athletic field. Stephen A's downfall became very clear early, even if we weren't paying attention, because it really started to seem that the negative comments that Stephen A was throwing out, and it's not kind of, it was, I'm sorry, was going more in the personal basis. Now, he might would use the subject at hand, but his personal relationship or how you have treated him or given him that exclusive or showed him love or made him feel like he was part of your club faded or you disagreed with what he was saying, that would switch the agenda. Now he's not that favorable of you. Kwame Bryant. He batted that man. I can't remember how many years Kwame was in the league. I want to say 11, 12 years. Even though Kwame accumulated a bag through that time, probably all upwards of $64 million, I believe. He was constantly, from like the age of 17, just literally just turn on. I, I wouldn't blame him if he didn't know, didn't watch ESPN period like just didn't watch sports like I, I I salute Kwame Brown did he lasted 12 years with the mental jab that was taken to him by you know Kwame Brown you know as Stephen A calling him a bum calling him a bust and you know as he lashed back at him Stephen A really didn't have a leg to stand on with that outside of showing clips of like Shaq the Fool moments, I guess, of Kwame Bryant. <laughs> we look at other guys like um, Kevin Durant, who I just feel doesn't have any use of Stephen A. Smith. And like Kyrie Irving. You know, as soon as Kyrie really showed that he won't rockin' with Stephen A, we just saw, like, 
the ultimate hate campaign, in my opinion. Even a sign of pettiness from Stephen A. Smith. Highly disappointed me on so many levels because, you know, you don't idolize anyone. But I really felt like he was a... He was an inspiration. At least for someone with the aspirations that I had. I think Stephen A. came into it with pure intention. I feel like the bag, that bag, that money, that moolah, that dinero, that money, 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 kind of shifted his outlook. Kind of like, oh, you say I, I get another show or not? We gonna, we gonna add a couple of more racks. Just, just keep this and Kyrie on his COVID stance. Bet, bet, bet. I'm on it. I'm on it. I got you. I got you. You know, it is ass a nine, ass a ten, ass eleven, ass a twelve that Kyrie Irving wouldn't, in any form or fashion, try to 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 suit up. Even if it's not nothing but with a COVID-nated, vaccinated, or uh, breathing apparatus that he could could get out there on the floor just just missing games because you know he he'd rather be on vacation than playing basketball and it's absolutely atrocious that his dele- delegation of interrogation has been redelegated and re- and just re resubjugated to be illuminated all over the place yeah I went to college I, I own a thesaurus and it just makes me feel like he might be on the weed. See, I'm not on here to attack other people. Like I said, this show, we come with love. We will act in love and we will be loved. But now as I continue, we get to, like talking to Skip Bayless after he left first take and Decided to resonate in uh, Fox Sports and brought over Shannon. And even though I like Shannon because, you know, being Southern, got that Southern appeal, that Southern draw, played in the league, which kind of makes him to me a little more validated to a degree than Stephen A. But even his over love for LeBron to match up with the anti-LeBron of Skip Bayless. Doesn't put him in a high regard for me because I'm not always going to love anything that everybody does and I can love you and I can critique in love how I feel about whatever's going on. In most cases, I would probably try to bring levity and humor to the situation. You know, some things are undeniable. But the thing is, is hot take media in principle is not a bad thing. Technically, I would fall under hot take media, but that's not why I'm saying that it's not a bad thing. I think as far as it goes with hot take media, when you come in 
unbiased and you come in with a clear intention just to speak on what you see and the information that has been laid for and you give your take on that there is not a thing in the world wrong with that I encourage it and nice wholesome debate there's never been anything wrong but when it gets to the point where we're yelling and debating if a person is a bum I do have a problem with that because first of all I wanted to be a professional athlete just like millions of others that wanted to be a professional athlete and if you're saying that this man who beat the odds to get on a professional sporting team is a bum what are you calling me how do you look at me mind you i wouldn't expect you to have a high regard or look because one you haven't seen me play or anything of that nature but it's just a simple fact that i kind of look into the feeling aspect what if kwame brown would have done something unspeakable to himself at 17 years old with all the pressure that he had as a number one pick and then you got this dude on espn like just bashing his head in every chance he can get like that's got to be psychologically hard because see it carried over into other commentators and other sports areas like it became a running joke kind of like in high school when you got that one kid that just gets needled on and needled on and needled on just picked on picked on picked on picked on and then that's that i had enough day And usually that day that I had enough day, that is the bad day for everybody involved in every form of fashion. Don't matter how, but somehow they gonna let you know they displeasure. And if they can muster up enough strength and do and how do to do it. Oh boy, I feel sorry for And in that instance, that's when Kwame realized that, hey, I can get on YouTube and I'm tired of these cats out here talking junk about me and I'm about to go off. You had the man out here challenging Matt Barnes to doggone boxing matches. Hey, come, I'll come see you. You come see me. Got Steven Jackson talking about who real ain't real. I thought it was a track from Common and Elijah Burke by the time it was over with. And then we're sitting over here and everybody just all confused like Stephen A's in well I don't know why he's mad and Kwame's sitting here like man I ought to knock your hairline to the back of your neck see that's when it's not sports takes no more because your personal agenda has now fell into that scenario was it entertaining at times yes yes I'm guilty I'm guilty Kwame Brown forgive me some of that stuff Stephen A would rattle on you I laughed just like he did Tiago Splitter, yeah, all that. But even to a degree, Tiago Splitter didn't deserve that. Um, poor Markel Fultz. And then the first thing when you lash back and there's like that true actual Stephen A stand, that skip stand and all that, they want to say, well, oh, you must like participation trophies. Uh, everybody makes the team. No, I don't agree that everybody should make the team. And daggone, I'm the last person to agree about a participation trophy. 
But what I'm saying is, is for all y'all just to jump on one man or simply about going on a string a time of not having good games, if his play is not up to par, guess what? You got billion-dollar owners that's trying to keep butts in the seats. So what are they going to do? They're going to get that man out of town, and they're going to bring somebody in there and help get them seats filled. We ain't got to be on the campaign to get somebody off of a team. But it almost seems like we got to have a petition to get y'all to shut up and actually give some positive TV sometime. I mean, don't get me wrong. Are athletes overpaid only to a degree? I'm never going to hate on nobody's bag, ever. If you're in a position, in a line of work, or a situation that it just happens that you were blessed enough to be in a situation where you can have overinflated wages... I'm not going to knock you for getting them overinflated wages. God bless you. All I'm saying to you today, people, is enjoy your sports. Have your opinion of sports. Don't be scared to share your opinion about sports. There's a lot of bullying out there in that social media world when you start putting up opinions when they don't you don't like when they don't like what you say. Try going to one of them Facebook fan groups. I recommend going to one of the Carolina Panther ones and get in and let somebody throw a post up and go into them things. But from when I hear my other homeboys that are Raider fans and uh, Eagles fans and so forth, they say it's the same thing. So, you know, there's a certain toxicity that comes when it comes to your sports in, in general. But if you love your sport that much and you care enough that you even have an opinion about that sport, don't let nobody um, bully you out your opinion. Hot take media will always be around in some form or fashion because somebody's always going to have an opinion. If you really think about it, there's hot take media everywhere. There's always somebody commenting about somebody or something or anything in that area. My thing is this. If you don't like what somebody is saying... You had a right to change the channel. If you don't agree, you have the right to log off for that group that you're in. But when you start to talk in general, just about sports, just know that it's kind of like life. Everybody will not agree. Everybody shouldn't agree. And if you take the sport and consume it and digest it how you choose to digest it, and that's happy for you, and that works for you, my God, buddy, do you. But before I get out of here on this this particular episode I'm starting to figure out that when I'm doing these these casts or whatever that um maybe I'm rambling in certain spots and then I'm jumping I'm working on it people this is just uh episode four and my goal and vision is to give you nothing but the best work and build this into a big multimedia empire something to leave my kids breaking generational curses and doing it in a manner that's respectable and honorable 
Shout out to the Off the Porch family. A1 Roberta son, always. My kids. Ty Lamont. Mac Merck. Jalessi. I love you. When God blesses me that this thing grows to the level that it grows, this will be yours. Shout out to Mario Vivas. Shout out to Oscar Maldonado. Shout out to Danielle Bateman. Shout out to my mama. I love my mama. Shout out to the 9 Mile. Shout out to Olivia, North Carolina, baby. Shout out to Sanford, North Carolina. There's a lot of talent there. You're starting to see him. Desmond Evans out there at UNC Chapel Hill. That's a Sanford boy. Getting out there, getting that work in. Looking forward to seeing him. Uh, Jaden Chalmers, I think he's going to be out there on the field this year for Campbell University. Can't wait to see that. Uh, there's a lot of talent. Always been a lot of talent there. Um, if I can encourage anyone, anything, uh, you love sports, you can coach sports, go to your local rec center. Start coaching these kids. Let's give these kids another avenue to, to look to, keep them off the streets. Tired of hearing about babies dying in the streets. We don't need that. We need more guys becoming draft picks or doctors or lawyers or business owners, whatever their heart desires. But like I try to leave every episode. If nobody's told you today, or if you don't feel loved today, or you don't feel valued today, I love you. I I value you. I cherish you. And I wish you nothing the best this coming week. Y'all stay beautiful. I love all y'all. Until the next time, we about to jump off the porch.